Welcome to the Fortress of Comic News, episode 240.1. I am one of your hosts, Chris, alongside my not usually here for point ones co-host, Mike. Yeah, I couldn't miss this one uh, with Mr. Sal Abernanti. Uh, we're talking about, if you can't see the, the lovely uh, Hammer and Sickle poster behind me is Atomica. His uh, fully funded Kickstarter, so get in on that if you want that friggin' awesome uh, Alex Ross cover. Uh, yeah, we get to chat with him a lot. We get to go on some rants about cons and why he misses them so much. Uh, we talk about Wendy's triple, Wendy's triple cheeseburgers. I'm glad I got to be here for this episode. Um, try to make him if I can, but, uh, you know, Sal's, Sal's a, a good, a good friend of ours now, uh, because he did invite us to have cheeseburgers with him. And I don't, I think that's the first time a guest has ever done that. So I was pretty happy, happy to hear that. So next time we can make out C2E2, I guess that's what we're doing, Sal. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So cheeseburgers on him. So uh, check it out. And uh, without any further ado, our lovely interview with Mr. Sal Abernanti. All right, everybody. We got a returning special guest. Everybody, welcome back. Sal Abernanti. Hey, guys. Hey, Sal. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, while uh, while Chris gets through his cold, um, yeah. hopefully he's not feeling too bad while we while we shoot the shit and he kind of watches. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta eat a lot too, man. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you you gotta keep the nutrition going. Yeah, yeah. I had a uh, a uh, sausage and egg croissant for breakfast oh, today, yeah. so I'm no, feeling good. You gotta good. go get like the triple. At <laughs> yeah, you yeah, still you have the triple. Yeah, yeah. like a baconator. That'll three burgers, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, so okay, I <laughs> I normally am the cook of the family, and yeah. yesterday I got out of work and I was starting, you know, I was starting to feel a little crappy. I was like, I don't want to cook, so we went to Wendy's. Bought everyone dinner, brought it home, and I looked at the portions. I got mediums for me and my girlfriend, and I looked at. I'm like, at any other restaurant, this is an extra large. It was <laughs> outrageous the proportions at Wendy's. Yeah, yeah, that's it's awesome. Like, it's like the old days when we had the this uh, super size before. Like, oh, yeah. ruined it. Yeah, Wendy's is definitely of- trying to kill you. Yeah. And, oh and yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, I. Uh, sure, you know. You said the triple. I used to that used to be my go to sandwich yeah. when I was in college was the triple. Yeah. And then I went to the doctor and he's like, Your cholesterol is bad. And I'm like, Okay. So <laughs> now I only do doubles. It's just we, doubles. We used to do the triple. When I was in college, you do the triple and you'd get the chili. Oh, hell yeah. Remember yeah, what yeah. It, I don't know, does Wendy still got their chili? Yeah, they used to have yeah. these concoctions of chili where they put all kinds of and I mean it would just and if you you didn't eat it right away, it would distill into like the t- first three inches would be just grease. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know? And so you yeah. had to stir it, but you were like, Man, this is what I'm eating. It's just right, it's, it's right. literally like chili grease. Yeah. That's just grease from the burgers that they it throw beans much. into. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. And now they got lemonades and teas it's just sugar yeah. with like yeah. a little bit of coloring in it and yep. so you wash it down with sugar so they're trying to kill you wendy's oh, yeah. is trying to kill you yeah my Mostly. first job was working at wendy's and i was 15 and that was when the whole finger in the chili thing happened they yeah. remember oh that? man yeah i remember <laughs> yeah. that yeah i forgot about that yeah holy shit yeah way to bring up terrible memories yeah, those um, are good times yeah so sal you're back we're here to talk atomica um, 
And I mean, it's already it's already funded on Kickstarter, right? That's that's pretty huge. You got quite a bit of time left, but you got a lot of cool stuff you're uh, you're doing along with the stretch goals. Um, and I, I mean, I, I saw the the campaign before we you know talked about the interview with you and stuff, and it's a really cool character. It's really interesting. So like, just give us the give us the rundown of like you know where this where this character came from and what you what you wanted to do with it. Well, Atomica came from, I couldn't get into comics. I, I tried I tried as hard as I could, you know. I stood in every portfolio line. I went to every con. I met with, you know, Dark Horse and, and Marvel and DC and all these, these, these horseshit editors that now are selling storm windows that told you you didn't belong in comics and whatever. And, and I was, you know, I couldn't get in. I was, I'd worked as an artist in advertising, but I wanted to be in comics. I didn't want to do, uh, uh, draw old ladies eating cereal storyboards yeah. all day, yeah, who and, and, but it wasn't going to happen. And so everything, everybody was starting to go indie or, or at least some other guys I knew were doing indie books. And then I just said, you know what, man, I was, I was a bartender. So I'm like, if I was going to do it, let's do it. But, uh. Yeah, I was a huge Kirby guy. So Atomica came about just from being from New Gods. And I thought, look, if I'm going to do my own book, I want to do something that I think is cool and that I think I can really draw some, you know, do some cool shit in there. You got to find something with some leverage on it. So Atomica just kind of came about of my love of Thor and Greek, you know, and and Kirby and John Buscema and uh, being pissed off. At, at all these 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 editors that told me to you know that I should be a welder or something. You know? <laughs> <I should. laughs> so when so when Atomica is like laying waste to people, that's that's what you're picturing is all those editors that. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, you just go, hey, if I'm going to pay for this and I'm going to do it myself, and I don't have an editor, and I never assumed anybody was going to read it. I just mm -hmm. said, let me just do some cool shit. Yeah, and I was I was working as a bartender, so I was always like a vampire. I was always up all night and. Right sleeping during the day so I could really go to town and draw a lot at night without any distractions. And sometimes those fever dreams of, of no sleep create uh, some, some unique perspectives on your work. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the choice to, so you went with Russian gods that was, was there like an interest in that? You? I, well, you grew up in the seventies. Yeah, that's uh, true. Russia yeah. was always the evil empire. Right, you know, they right, were the yeah. bear, the Russian. Yeah. You know, and so I just thought, hey, man, it would be a cool setting for a book. Would be the evil empire of Russia being kind of like you know apocalypse and new gods. And then when I started to do some research, I realized, man, it's pretty bad. I mean, the history of of with Stalin and Lenin, it's horrible. I mean, right. Oh, yeah. This guy's worse than Hitler. My God, I mean, he yeah. killed millions. He laid waste to millions of people and starved them, and blah blah blah. So I thought, and then I I, I pivoted to Russian mythology, and the characters are all there. There's just a, a ton of these great dark based on fo Russian folklore and Russian mythology of these villains and characters that I could kind of mesh. And Atomica would just came about because he just, he's a, he's a metaphor for technology. He's the God of the 20th century and the, the Soviet, the, 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 the state, they told the, their people religions all illegal. Now you're, you're, you're the state is your religion. Any religion is counterproductive to the state. And that's what happened in the Soviet Union. So I thought, hey, they literally created their own God. They said, right. we're your God. And like us with our cell phones and our technology, 
technology has become our God in the yeah. 21st century where we think mm-hmm. it's going to solve all our problems. So I kind of a, a, a mishmash of that, but it's not a political book. It's not a religious book. It's just uh, a lot of, of some ideas that I got and I filtered them through my love of Kirby and uh, being a bartender who was starving, you know, to get into business. I wanted desperately to get into business. I was getting in fist fight with sweat editors. That's how mad I was getting. Wow. wow. They're bullshit critiques. Yeah. Of, oh, your work is too disturbing. Disturbing. You know, disturbing oh, was what one editor yeah. in DC told me. And oh my now God. I think he's, he, he's on the side of the highway picking up garbage with the, with the stick and the nail. You know? <laughs> so I can show him some books coming out today that uh, probably. Yeah. That. That <laughs> hey, you know, yeah, you, you either let that angst fuel you to do something, or you just you wilt and you go away. Because the comic book industry is tough, man, and you're you're going up against a lot of guys that are very good and are professional. So you can't go into it with any delusions that they're gonna. It's my dream. Nobody cares. Nobody gives a shit. It's it's like running off and joining the circus. You know, they don't need you, man. You need the circus. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. kind of thing. Who originally published this? Uh, once you got going, I, I, I went with uh, at first. Uh, I started with this company in Canada called Speakeasy, and it didn't work out. They they were, you know, they spelled my name wrong in the ad twice. Oh and no! I knew I was oh, in no. trouble. Yeah, oh. so I just after about issue four, I just said, you know what, guys. This isn't rocket science. You, you put the ad in back in the day. You just put your ad in preview, and I'll, most comic stores, unfortunately, don't pick up indie titles anyway. A lot. I, mean, I think like today, only twenty five, thirty percent of comic stores even gave an indie title a shot. Wow! Because Diamond got rid of their return policy, so if you bought a book, you had to eat it if you didn't sell it. Right. Well, that's right. why I figured. Well, I better do something to market it differently, which is why I approached Alex Ross and different guys to do covers because I thought, hey, maybe in, you know stores will give it a shot, even just for the cover. And if they could pick up my work, I just wanted people to give it a shot. If they didn't like it, I could live with it. But getting people to buy it was the tough part. Right. Getting comic stores to buy it is the tough part. And it's uh, it's almost like a completely different comic shop situation now where I almost every shop I go to, I see so many indie books on the shelves now. It's cool, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's tough because there's a lot of brand loyalty. You know, with comics, yep. people go right. into the store, they know what they want. And right. they, they only usually have a certain set amount or they want to spend every month or every mm-hmm. couple of weeks. So getting them to try a new book. It's tough. You got to really get out there and do this, do, mm-hmm. you know, you, which is why I used to do a lot of shows where you can actually meet and talk and let them see the book and flip right. through it, Yeah, which is what I thought was really cool about Kickstarter was at least, look, you can look at the page and go, when I fund a book or something on Kickstarter, I know in like three seconds, you flip through and you go, yeah, it's not my cup of tea. Right. Or, oh, this looks really cool. Right. Couldn't do that with Diamond. Diamond, you had to put yeah. an ad and then if you were an indie book, they put your ad in the back of that previous catalog which was that thick yeah yep. and uh i don't even cover. know if it's still around anymore oh yeah People oh still yeah preview, preview catalog still there oh yeah, yeah. it's still there yeah. Yeah. right here yeah yeah you and if you Bird were an indie title they put you way in the back oh yeah you know yeah. You, you, you'd have to flip and you, you'd buy a whole page and even then you know it was yeah it was it's it's, it's a tough call 
Unless you're a maniac like me, I don't think a lot of people are reading through all those. I mean, I'm kind of browsing through them to see if there's something interesting. Yeah. But yeah, there's so many in those final pages. It's like, yeah, you're never going to buy them all, first of all. Right. You got to do it all, man. You got to do it all. You got to. You got to go to the stores, you got to go to the cons, you got to do the small cons, you got to do the big cons. Uh, And even then, there's no guarantee people are going to give you a shot. Right. So where where does Mercury Comics come in all this? Mercury was a a company I started on my mom's kitchen table. It was just basically me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Which is I'd pay the bills. And and, uh, I knew nobody else was going to publish it. I approached a couple of other companies. And they were like, uh, well, uh, can you think you could get us Alex Ross? And I'm like, guys, that, that's, uh, yeah. it's, uh, it's about a time ago. Right. You know? So right. I just said, you know what, man, the hell with it. I'm sick yeah. of, of going to these guys with my hat in my hand and, and, and it, kissing people's asses. It's like, you either want it or you don't want it. And then at, at some point you're just like, I'm just going to do it myself. Right. You know, right. I'm sick. I can't do this shit anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, standing in those lines, I, I can't. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's your, that was the final. How many issues did you end up? Cause you said you started did, with that. Uh, well, Atomico was, was always meant to just be a, a finite story. It was okay. meant to be 12 issues and, yep. and, I, and it wasn't meant to be ongoing and be, you know, I was going to do an annual called USSA, which mm-hmm. is how the Soviet, how they beat, the United States in, in the cold war in the book. Okay. Uh, but it didn't, it didn't pan out. And because I didn't think the book was, I didn't think people cared. I didn't think it was selling enough to do an annual. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I just, I wrapped it up at 12 at issue 12. Okay. And now, and now you're going back and just collecting everything together. Yeah, well, uh, what happened was, you know, over the, I was doing a lot of shows in those days. Back in the day, I was doing like, th- you know, three or four cons a month. So I was able to to kind of get a lot of guys to contribute because I wanted, you know, real cool covers, back covers, interior, you know, whatever, just to kind of give the the book a mythology of different images to kind of give give it a shot. Mm-hmm. But the book started to come out infrequently because it was getting picked up, and then Diamond was giving me a hard time because I wasn't a big enough publisher and blah. So. It became staggered. And you know in the comic business, man, if your book is staggered, you fall off a cliff. So there were a lot of things that just didn't come out. The continuity of the book broke the rhythm of people following it. But yet we we had some pretty healthy numbers the first few issues. And then it it really just kind of continued to decline. And I had a lot of good stuff that never got seen because it never got – published darwin cook did a piece for me that never would get seen and and oh, and wow. glenn fabry did a, a second one and bill sinkevich did another one ernie chan uh gene colon there were a lot of these these great pieces that i could never i never published so when i when i had a chance people would say hey why don't you do a trade why don't you do a trade i'm like well you, I, I did the second trade. People are like, well, I don't know what the hell's going on. Where's the first trade? And I'm right, like, right. oh shit, now I got to And in those days, if you didn't put in a, an order of a hundred thousand, printers were like, no, nah, we're not going to print, you know, ten thousand copies or five thousand. So I'm like, I don't want to drop. I don't have a hundred grand to drop on a book, you know, that's limited. Okay. So I said, the hell with it, and I moved on. But then when a company, uh, Darkwood, or is a company in in Eastern Europe 
approached me about publishing it over there, I was like, yeah, sure. So they published it in another language. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, this is cool. And they sent it to me. And it's like this thick. And where they put all 12 issues together, they put all the, all the covers, all the inside covers, all the, the, uh, the pinups and everything. I thought, man, this is really cool. Uh, same story. Unless you're willing to print a hundred thousand, they come out to be like $15 a book. And I'm like, nobody's going to care. So then anyway, that's where Kickstarter came in. And so when I did the hostage, which was my first Kickstarter campaign, I realized, wow, you could do this. You know, Mm -hmm. you can at least see if people give a shit enough to where it's worth doing. And if they don't care, you just go, all right, I I understand. I'm going to move on. But with COVID, every publisher and indie guy had to pivot. We had to figure out a new way to, 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 you know, to meet the fan base. And for an indie publisher, I mean, all bullshit aside, Kickstarter is perfect because indie people that buy indie comics are it's like going to a, like a fog hat concert. If you suck, they'll start throwing shit at you and they'll tell you you suck right there when you go on stage. Yeah. You know? yep. And I get you get direct feedback, you know, like, yeah. hey, what's with the shipping or why right. is it this or right. Why is he bald? Or, or, or <laughs> who do you think you are? Or, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. But that's what you get at a con. Right, you know, exactly. If I saw you guys in Artist Alley and I was doing yeah. something you didn't like, you'd go, man, what's this shit all about? Yeah, you know? right, right. So with Kickstarter, you cut through a lot of bullshit. And, and I could at least show you the book and you could look at it and go, all right, it's cool, but uh, it's not my thing. Or, oh, man, I, I'll, I'll, I like it, but I really want the David Mack thing. So... All right, if you buy it for the David Mack print, buy it for the David Mack print. But at least I got Atomica in your hands, which is right. Right, that's the important thing. It's like Spanky and Little Rascals, where they let you in free and they charge you to get out. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's the way to do it. Yeah, remember when we had the theater with Donald? Yeah, 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 that's amazing. I can't believe you guys remember the Little Rascals. Oh hell yeah! Yeah. I tell my wife, and she's like, "What? Yeah, I, I got a dollar, man." That's yeah. right. I, yeah. <laughs> I want to sing that every time I get paid. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think, so it sounds like Kickstarter has been a big help for you. And I mean, uh, do you think, I mean, cause it's the book's already funded. You have what, I think over 15 days left. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, so what do you think, wh- where did this popularity come from? I mean, were these people existing fans of Atomica, like waiting for this to come out? Are you, I mean, the art that you have, the amazing art, and the and a lot of the pages that you show, I think that's probably a testament to it as well. It's like, okay, well, you're giving a lot up and showing people that how good the story is and how completed it is, right? It's that's another reason. Well, I, you know, I really this is it for Atomica. I mean, yeah. I might come back to it. I mean, right. I don't know if I'll come back to it because I've I've started another project which I want to move on to, but. Uh, I thought, look, this is it. I mean, I've got all this great Atomica stuff, these images and all these other covers and all this other things that I've that, that people have contributed. Mm-hmm. Why not just, you know, here it is and offer it up. Yeah. And I, and I didn't want this stuff to go to waste because, like I said, Darwin Cook did a great piece for me. He's not alive anymore. Michael Turner, he's not around anymore. Gene Colan and Ernie Chan and a lot of, the, you know, so I thought it's a shame that the, these pieces are just going to kind of, you know, just, just fade away and not, not ever be seen. 
So, but with Kickstarter, you got to do a lot of legwork, man. You got to get your mailing list. And, and, I, and I did a lot to bang the drum with The Hostage, my last book. And you got to get out there and try to really get the word out. And yeah, I'm, I'm super grateful that it's funded. And I'm just excited to be able to publish the book. So mm-hmm. I took whatever, you know, money we had from The Hostage and I put it right into Atomica because I thought, hey, this Kickstarter thing is starting to, to gain some really positive momentum to effectively publish a book. Because uh, I talked with Jimmy Palmiotti and and the guys at Aspen, Frank over at Aspen Comics and other guys that had did successful campaigns yep. with Kickstarter. And you find out a lot of do's and don'ts. Your, your first is order fulfillment. If you don't have order fulfillment, so many people have gotten burned on Kickstarter that they don't want to hear your bullshit anymore. Right. So mm-hmm. if you're not, you don't have a solid plan on how you're going to deliver your product you're going to lose them. And with the hostage, I said, until we do a hundred percent order fulfillment with my last Kickstarter, I go, I'm not doing Atomica. So we, we were, I worked with Roop's comics who did our order fulfillment and we got them all out and everybody's got their books and their, their free stuff and their tchotchkes and their, all the, the, the commissions I did, the free commissions that come with the book. And we use that to, to, to piggyback onto Atomica. So thankfully it's worked out. You know, it's in the, 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 the comic supporters, the indie supporters came back around. What are some of the exclusive little goodies people could get on Kickstarter for this version? It's, I didn't know it was important. I'll be honest, guys. When they, when they said, you know, when I was talking to Jimmy and, and, and they're like, Sal, you got to do all that stuff. You got to do the stickers and the bookmarks and the cards. And, the, and I'm like, what? What I, I thought I'm now I'm an artist. Here's the book, and I'm like, right. no, man, if you yeah. don't have stretch goals and you don't have all that extra stuff, people are just gonna move, you know. And so I said, okay, I'll, and I did it with the hostage. And you're right, it was it, it was they're right. It was it was important. So with with Atomica, we've got a great litho package with you know Alex Ross and Bill Sienkiewicz and and Darwin Cook and and um, Michael Turner. You know that, and it, and we've got a postcards, and we've got a, a trading. We're doing a trading card, Atomic, a trading card set, which is one of the stretch goals. And I do, I provide a, a piece of art with with every book at one level, which I think it's important for for people when they buy a book that they get an original piece of art, so they feel like it's it's unique to them. It's not a print. It's not that stickers. I did a I did a sticker set, which is based off of uh, uh, iconic. Um, antique kind of Soviet images that I found. Don't put them on your car or people might chase you, you know, and go, oh, you're garbage. <laughs> yeah, right. Emails I get, you know, why don't you move back to Russia? I'm like, guys, I grew up on the north side of Chicago. Right. And I, I'm like, I don't know what the, I don't know what you're talking about with this, yeah. you know, comrade bullshit. <laughs> and, you know, or when they see the title of the book, God is Red. Oh, you know, Jesus hates you. I'm like, guys, oh take my it God. Easy. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a comic book. It's a comic yeah. book. Jesus yeah. ain't paying attention, so everybody. We got, <laughs> we, got a, we got we got a ton of tears for Atomica of of lots of that cool stuff from, like I said, from from bookmarks and postcards, and we did a, a an Atomica coin, which is kind of a riff on on if he was going to be on a currency piece of currency, mm-hmm. so. People love all that stuff, and we're 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 it's all in, we're throwing it all in. It's all involved to to get them to uh, to give the book a shot. 
So I like pointing out the the like unique little things you do that everybody does. And the challenge coin was the one that popped up to me. So is it like a, a legit coin or? Yeah, yeah. No, there's companies now that make these things. You can approach them. And as long as you give them a design and you provide the artwork, you tell them this is side A, this is side B, and they, they offer you, you silver, bronze, whatever. And and they, it's a stamped coin. I mean, it's not as difficult as it used to be to make this stuff. It used to be if you wanted to make something like that, you had to have a minimum order of, you know, like a 10,000 or 100,000 not the case anymore you can make so i always overmake. so we got them and then my next campaign i just throw in extra stuff for the next one you know we did that with the hostage we put atomica stuff that i had already in the hostage to kind of say yeah we got extra atomica stickers and that to kind of get you you know curious about what the next project is going to be so, okay. yeah, I always overprint them just so I got them, like, you know, st stickers. You know, you overprint the stickers. I love stickers. I go back mm -hmm. to high school where you put that shit on your notebook. Yeah, right, right. Notebook you know, you're Van Halen stickers on. Hell yeah. yeah but. Uh, so the the first stretch goal that came out, now it's a hardcover, right? It was. So yeah. Pretty we're, cool. I, yeah. We're, hang, I've got it here. We're, oh, shit. Yeah, this is this is what it it turned into. This is what okay. we, this is what it's going to look like. It's over three hundred pages, and it's got you know all the all everything in it. It's the whole McGill of all the extras, and Alex did a front and the back cover for me, and uh, it went from yeah soft cover to a hard cover, which was like real fast. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes it when you get a certain thickness you don't want a soft cover because it, right. it'll, it won't sit right when you're reading it'll fall all over the place yeah. so i was like man guys if we can't get to a hard cover then i don't want to do it so yeah we reached the first one and then we were lucky enough we hit the second tier which was the alex ross uh uh card and then we hit that bill sinkevich and then now we're trying to, to hit the uh the david mack so uh, I think we're going to be fine, and, and I'm going to include a lot more. Like I'm, this one I'm doing dead or free. I'm doing keychains, and I'm doing stickers, and somebody's awesome. like, hey, you should do an air freshener. I'm like, <laughs> air freshener? No, you put your logo on an air freshener now. Yeah. And I'm like, well, shit, guys, why don't we just do condoms? Yeah, you know, right, why, there you why go. Why don't we do Soviet yeah. condoms? You yeah, know? And, a little more useful, I think. I don't know. Yeah, now – can we, can, we, can we swear on the show or no? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I got a great Atomica cover story. One of my covers, number 11, is Simon Bisley. And Simon Bisley was always uh, was always a huge fan of because in the 90s, he was doing the, the Lobo and the, the stuff yep. he did for heavy metal. Remember yeah. For Kevin Eastman. And he was, yeah. but, but Bisley's a maniac. He's He is literally like something out of Game of Thrones, one of the villains. He's that kind of guy. He's just an over the – he's a larger-than-life guy. Yeah. So I approach him about Atomica, and I go, listen, uh, I, I met him at, at San Diego one year, and we were really drunk on Patron. Hell, yeah. And Patron is like, you know, you lose years of your life with yeah. Patron. You yeah, tequila. Tequila is a whole yeah. other thing. You yeah. wake up and you're you're chained to a radiator with a kidney <laughs> when you do Patron. You know? Hell yeah. Like shit they give you when they want to you know, get information out of you. So yep. Yep. I said, Biz, I said, look, can you can you do a 
cover for me for Atomica. And he goes, all right, what is it? What is it? He calls me like two in the morning. And, and he goes, uh, I go, he's, he's a, he's a, just do what you want. He's, he's a, the guy of the Soviet Union. He's naked. He's wrapped in a Soviet flag. And he goes, well, can I give him a big cock? And I said, <laughs> well, I, I'm like, well, I, I guess. He goes, well, can I make the hammer his cock? He's got a cock that's a hammer and a sickle. And then he hits people. And I'm like, so he hits people with his cock, Biz. I go, no. I said, <laughs> <laughs> I can't have a cover with a guy with a hammer. Yeah. Because uh, they'll, they'll put me in the X rated part of the catalog, which, right, means, right. You know, which means nobody sees it. You know, it's yeah. the adult part of the cat. Oh, you Yanks. You're all a bunch of pussies and you should let me do it. And I'm like, it's a great. It's, how about the next one you do that where he's got? Yeah. And of course, there was no next one. There was no I, next one. Yeah, yeah. But he did this amazing cover for me. Then he didn't have the hammer as as. Yeah, yeah. I want to. That was his original idea. Yeah. That was his original. Glenn Fairby was the same way. He yeah. would do covers for me, and he would send me a layout, and the layout would be one thing, and then I get the cover, and I'm like, what? What is this? And he's like. Isn't that what you wanted? I'm like, <laughs> not really, but it yeah. looks cool. But that's not what we talked about. Ah, you Yanks. Yeah. It yeah. always goes back to us being American. Ah, yeah. you Americans, you worry too much. You know? Right, right. Okay. Oh, man. That, that Glenn, uh, Glenn Fabry um, art with him, like, nailed to the hammer yeah. and sickle. That's my, that, that's my favorite, you know, yeah. all due respect that's, to the other guys. That's, that's probably my favorite cover. The, that yeah. and the Claudio Castellini cover, yep. you know, mm -hmm. uh, where he's grabbing the logo, you know, that, yeah. was, that was probably uh, one where Claudio is one of those artists where he's, he's, he's one, probably my favorite Italian comic artist. There's a lot of talent, tremendous talent that comes out of Italy, but Claudio was always my favorite. And he reminded me, kind of evoked a John Buscema. Um, and, and I just was like thrilled to have him, you know, participate. And he's like, hey, can I have him grabbing the logo? I'm like, yeah, go ahead. You know, That's awesome. That's what am so I going to cool. say? No. Yeah. So I noticed that like for the, for the main uh, reward just the omnibus itself signed by you. There's only a limited number that you can get signed by you, right? Only 250. So if people want us, I'm signing them all, man. You're signing I'm, them all. Oh, okay. I'm signing them all. Okay. I, I don't know what it says there. Okay. I mean, that may be what they say based on probably we we're, we're not assuming we're going to go past 250. You never can assume. Right. But right. all I know is that when we get the orders, mm -hmm. I sign every one of them. Oh, okay. Now, some of them, if they want personalization, that that becomes a little harder. Okay. Because I, I, I personalize them, too. It's not a problem. Yeah. I'm not Elvis Presley, where I'm like, oh, my <laughs> time is too valuable. Who are they to think I'm going to sign? I'm, guys, guys, it's not that hard to sign <laughs> right. a book. If right. it is, you need to get in another business because yeah. I've had real jobs. Signing books is not hard. <laughs> I love when people bitch. Yeah. I'm like, guys, you've ever worked as a roofer or a landscaper? Yeah. I have. Yeah. Do that all day right. and trade it for signing a copy of Atomica. And trust me, you'll be <laughs> running to sign. Where's the right. Sharpies? Yeah, you know? exactly. Exactly. So I sign everything. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. You I'll come I'll come and sign it at your house if you buy it. All right. <laughs> there so we go. I, we're in New York, so yeah. we're good. Yeah. Yeah. 
no yeah. problem. <laughs> and I usually do little remarks on there and you know, oh, whatever man. people want. It's it's not a problem. That's awesome. Know? Yeah. Okay. Good to know because I, I what does it say on there? I'm only signing what? No, I'm just I was just okay. reading the yeah, because the, the ones that say signed say limited only only like 119 wow. left or something like that. And I didn't yes. know if that was like a limited thing. Whatever, whatever is somebody, it's not a problem. Cause I got to okay. go sign them anyway. So if right. they're yeah. there, I'm just like, Hey guys, I I'm signing them all. Yeah. You know, I mean, we may as well crack them all open and just sign them. And, and, and you're doing original art too. Yeah. There's a tier that I offer. Uh, I do a, I do a, a an original drawing a paint and I paint them to about this big. And it comes in one tier. I think it's the $70 and the $90 tier that yep. each one, I, I do a watercolor and I do a drawing and I do, uh, I've actually started working on them now. Oh, wow. And I, I like doing them because I think when I know when I buy a book, I, if, if it, I like the idea that I'm getting something in there that's unique only to me, that it's not a print and it's not a, it's not something that mass produced. So I think, Hey, look, if you're going to take a shot at an indie title, the least I could do for you is a drawing in there. And then there's also a tier where I do an 11 by 17 uh, commission. That's a lot more ambitious. And those are a little more expensive because if they were just, I could do what I wanted. I could, I love that. But a lot of times people want crazy characters. They want like some crazy shit sometimes. And I'm like, they want who? And it'll be something I never heard of. You know, can you draw Mary Marvel? And she's bent over a car and then there's a guy there with the worm, and you're like, what? You know, so I'm like, sure. <laughs> I'm not crazy about doing right. it, but I'll do it, you know. Whereas, judgment free, judgment free. So. Right. But yeah. if, it's just, if it's just, hey, do Atomica, then, oh, yeah, I'll go yeah. down, you know. But right. you'd be amazed at some of the commission requests I got when I did the hostage. That's so like, funny. I'm reading it, I'm going, I don't know any of these characters. I got to look it up to get Yeah, right, right. <laughs> From some that's, bullshit characters I never heard of, but I'm like, sure, I'll do it. You know, whatever. That's they want. amazing. That's amazing. I, I almost want to pledge this just to make you draw me a cod piece. Yeah, cod piece. Uh, to that's me, a- look, it, w- <laughs> I, I, I always love when I hear creators complain about having to do a commission or having to do drawings, and I'm like, if you're an artist, isn't that kind of what you do? I don't understand. You know, right. why it's yeah. a problem, and especially if someone's going to sponsor your book. I mean, if all they want is a drawing in return. It's not like you're asking me to help you move or something, you know, <laughs> or exactly. hey, my transmission isn't working, Sal. Can you drop a tranny for me? I'm like, oh, yeah. guys, just don't buy the book then. <laughs> you know, I'm not coming over to help you move. Yeah. yeah. packed. You know, you ever move people where you get there and shit's not packed? You're like, yeah, yeah it's like you didn't. Walking yeah, you out didn't. with a coffee mug and a lampshade. Right. right. And, and like, you know, wet towels and shit i'm like no it's got to be in a box right it's got to be already ready to go yeah one of the stretch goals i think on my next one is i'll help you move but it's going to be pretty high (laughs) okay (laughs) i'll I'll pledge to that one (laughs) you reach a certain age where i'm like i'll hire movers before i help you move that's how much i hate helping people move Mm -hmm. you know i've done it enough where i'm like i don't want to do this shit anymore you know yeah, just you lift up the mattress and see what's under people's beds, and you want to kill yourself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to deal with that shit either. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, you have so much cool shit available. You just still so many stretch goals, and we're already 
you're funded, you're overfunded. I mean, 18 days to go. There's what I mean, what else could you want? This is, I think it's going great. For it's you. a tough 18 days, though, guys. Yeah. Because the, the problem, if you do Kickstarter, yep. uh, it's all at the beginning and it's all at the end. Yep. And, and I'm telling you, everything in the middle, it flatlines because. You know, you get a lot of enthusiasm at the beginning, and then you get people that just kind of want to wait to the end just to see people, you know, it's our nature to kind of procrastinate. And I wanted to do a shorter campaign. I was like, guys, I don't I don't know if if we need to do it that long because it gets to be redundant. People really get tired of you banging the drum. You know, I know mm-hmm. I'm, I I know I do when I see people constantly, but I don't know what else to do. And now it's that time of year. We're getting Black Friday. It's November. We got right. these odd weeks, you know, right. Thanksgiving now. And mm-hmm. then everybody's, you know. So at first I was like, well, maybe we should wait until after the holidays. But the world's changing so quickly now, you know, with business and COVID and the economy. And But th- the bigger problem for, for, for publishers is publishing, is because of the COVID delays, getting these books and getting printers to deliver your product it keeps getting protracted further and further out. Right. So I wanted to get this book in the can so that I can deliver it before the summer because the, the, the weight it keeps getting pushed back of just because if you're printing here in the U.S., they're like, hey, guys, we don't have the materials. We right. don't have the trucks. We don't have the, you know, that, that when I talk to my printer, he keeps telling me maybe May, maybe June. And then, and it's a big maybes. So I'm like, I wasn't crazy about doing it this time of year, but I thought, let, let's get going. Let's see how it goes. Mm-hmm. I know Black Friday. I know you guys are going to be waiting outside of uh, <laughs> Best Buy. Those, those days are over for you me. Know, I love yeah, when I, I see it on the news. I'm uh, like, how much money are you saving to sleep yeah. on the sidewalk? I don't, I don't know about you guys, but my time is worth a lot more. Than, I wouldn't sleep on the sidewalk to get laid by Cindy yeah. Crawford. You know, and I see people sleeping on the sidewalk, and I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson could be waiting for me at a hotel. Sal, you got to yeah. sleep on the sidewalk. I'm like, I'm, what? Yeah, I ain't sleeping yeah. on no sidewalks for the television. Yeah. Yeah. Save thirty dollars on a crock pot, right? And stay outside all night, you know, and sleep with like the, the little Benson heater, like I'm camping in high school. I'm like, what are you guys nuts? You got to buy five crock pots. I, I waited for Van Halen tickets, but that was when I was in high school. We stayed right. outside all night. Right, right, that, right. When you're 18 years old, you could do shit like that. You yeah. Know? You just smoked yeah. a joint. You slept on a sidewalk right. with a sleeping right. bag. It was yeah. cool. Yeah. But I cool see grown-ups doing it now with the lawn chairs and the tents and shit. I'm like, Are you guys, what's wrong with you guys? Dude, back when I used to work at GameStop, we did those midnight launches. Right. Watching people come in at midnight to get their fucking video game. Yeah. They, they couldn't wait till fucking nine in the morning. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drove me nuts. You must, yeah. you must, I mean, it, things must be pretty good. You know, yeah. I, see, yeah. I see pictures of other countries where they're waiting in line for bread. You know? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. we're waiting in line for like, you know, for a, a, for a new issue of yeah. like, you know, Bungie's putting out the new Halo. Yeah. And right, sleeping right. on the sidewalk for Halo. Right. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, man. No, that, I, I don't I don't understand that too because like if you have the time and like freedom to really sit there like all night or for like more than a night, you could have just bought the TV well, last I'm, week. We, you know? yeah, <laughs> and it's like how much so so it's $130 normally, but if you right. wait all night it's $115. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but how much is $20 of your life worth? 
Right. You know, nine right. hours on a sidewalk? Yeah. I'm like, no. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, what are they giving out? Heroin? I don't understand what <laughs> you're doing, you know, that you're sleeping on the sidewalk. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not a methadone clinic. It's uh yeah. it's best buy. So when yeah. I see that uh, other countries look at us and they think we're crazy over here. Uh, oh, yeah. we're that crazy about consumerism that we've lost mm-hmm. our minds. Mm-hmm. For sure. I love seeing the all all month Black Friday deals now. I'm like, let's keep that going. Let's it just start, let's it starts in October now. Yeah, it yeah, starts right, right after right. Thanks, right after right. Halloween. Now they yep. start the bullshit. With if, the, the if there was if there was one good thing that came out of COVID, it's the all month Black Friday thing. <laughs> right. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, now we don't yeah. need people lining up in the street for it. That's right. Um, yeah. The, the 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 other good thing about it came out of COVID is you get everything delivered to your house now. Everything. You know, like yeah. booze, yeah. the booze, liquor yeah. store delivers, Beer, yeah. you know, yeah. every, you get McDonald's delivers. How yeah. bad are you when you need the McDonald's brought to your house? You must, <laughs> you know, you, unless you're a shut in, yeah. you've got a problem. That's the beauty of it. You just get anything you want. You never have to leave, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and you can get Atomica delivered straight to your door. Too, yeah, you know right? it's uh, but but you know what it's it's uh, it's still tough, guys, to go out there yeah. and ask people to to support you. It really is. I I wasn't really comfortable with it at first, but it yep. it became much more of a hey, if you're gonna publish stuff now and there's no shows, there's no cons, and I did the cons regularly for twenty years. Right. This was, but I I won't lie, I was kind of happy to take a year off. Wow. I was fried, man. Yeah. You know, the oh, smell yeah. of ass juice at cons gets to be, you know, and 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 you know the the gal, the gal, you know, the four hundred pound chick dressed as Electra who didn't shave, it, it, that gets tough. And and the guy smuggling plums because he wore the the bodysuit and he's got no underwear on underneath. I, I could go a year without that shit. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's got it's got its ups and downs for sure. If you're oh, gonna yeah. wear a tight bikini bottom Electra, you gotta shave, man. You 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 gotta shave. And and if you're gonna smuggle plums and wear the the gymnastic outfit and not wear underwear, you can't weigh more than me. That's just how it's gotta go. You know. <laughs> Ten pounds of shit in a five pound bag with some of these guys, and they get the ass juice and the titty juice, and they lactate, and then the juice is just meat in the back, and then they wear the same outfit three days in a row. They don't put oh, yeah. it in the sink, so no, they're, they're not when you washing it into the them. Yeah. It's like unearthing the plague. You wake up that stink from there, and then guys go, "Oh, come on, Sal, how bad can it be?" I'm like, "Well, you've never done like Motor City Con in August." Yeah. And yeah. guys that don't know what soap is. So, yep. It, it, you know. Oh, yeah. I had to do, you know, do it at home for a year. I was okay with it. <laughs> but I'll be glad to go back. I miss yeah. those guys. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I miss the guy sitting on the floor of the bathroom eating eating fruit salad out of a Tupperware container. Yep. In, yep. At San Diego, where there's two yeah. inches of piss on the yeah. floor. Yeah. And you're like, here stuff. you're going to sit yeah. and eat? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, you know, everybody always sits there. near the bathroom. You've everybody always cons. You know what oh, yeah. I'm talking about. Well, they always sit near the bathrooms. I don't understand. No, no, where they sit in the bathroom too mm. is the part that I can't understand. Yeah, I don't get it. And the bathroom. My favorite. My favorite is the guy missing the con because the guy could charge his cell phone. So he's sitting on the dirty, nasty floor charging his cell phone while still using it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, dude, you're going to the con. Like, come yeah, on. Go walk around the con. Go <laughs> talk are, to those people. Are my, yeah, those are always my favorites. Or the guys that use, you got a line. Look, nobody wants to have to shit at a con. 
Nobody does. But sometimes <laughs> you just, you you know, hey. Mrs. Fields and Coke yeah. and bad food all day <laughs> only goes so far. Like those, those yeah. hot dogs that are made yeah. out of Jimmy Hoffa. You know, <laughs> you don't have a lot of options. And then every once in a while, you're like, hey, guys, I got it, man. I got it. Yeah. It's you got a turtle sticking his head out and you got to yep. fire you off. Just gotta you just got to do it. You got to do it. Yeah. And you go in the bathroom and they use the stalls as changing booths like they're at the gap to put yeah. the cosplay shit on now. Yep. Yep. And, I, and I'm like, I, I'm the guy. I'll pound on the door. If you're in there more than three minutes, because it should be a, a, a like a bombardier mission. You just do what you got to do and get the hell out of there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you got to stand like you're on a diving board. You have to hover above the toilet because you, you got to perch. You get everywhere. You got to perch. Cons <laughs> are the only places that you find shit that goes like on the walls. They, it's like being in a Santa asylum. <laughs> they throw shit on the walls like you're in a sanitarium. <laughs> so you can't touch anything. So I'm like, why are you in there changing? You know, you yeah. see guys putting on boots and, oh, does this belt match? They're having conversations, you know, like they're teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, guys, I got to go, man. I got a medical condition here where, right. where like, I got it. Like, it's literally coming out. Like, it's yeah. it's it's on the way and it's not going to yeah. stop for this bullshit. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I'm ready for to, you like, guys. SWAT team just kick the door open and throw them out and go, I got to go. Yeah, yeah. right. That's I don't. I, I missed that a little bit. I really. Yeah. <laughs> the two you, you had this on the floor at the Javits. You had you had your year break, but now you're kind of like, okay, maybe maybe it wasn't so bad. <laughs> I just I'm just picturing the Sarah McLaughlin song with all these images and Sal just sitting there like mem- like thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Look, everything that people say about Kant, good and bad, it's true. It's all oh, yeah. true. It's all mean, true. You've got all a it. level of insanity there. You've got cool people. You've got crazy people. You've got people that should be locked up. Yeah. And then you've got people that just just three days of not bathing, you know, where I'm yeah. like, guys, I've been there. I've slept on hotel room floors. I mean, my first San Diego, I slept in a bathtub because yep. there were 12 of us at the double tree, you know. Wow. But, you know, you could take a baby bath. It don't hurt you to to, to wipe your pits, you know, and, and right. to rinse that shit out in the sink if you're going to do cosplay. Yep. After three days, you know, that Cosmic Boy outfit gets ripe, you know. <laughs> Cosmic Boy. You know? That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> you know, that ass juice talks back to you after a couple of days. Yeah, it's uh... – you got to – when you're coming home, you have to, like, register that as, like, hazardous material. Yeah. Oh, no, you got to flush yeah. – you got to just flush it down the toilet. Yeah, you, you know? just got to I mean, throw you, you it gotta, out You got to just burn it throw it yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Some things, there's no going back. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no going back. It's <laughs> amazing. Oh, man. So well, we can, We'll be yeah. back. I mean, I, I'm not doing anything this year, but – No, nothing this no, year. No, not in 20 – not in 21. 22, yeah. I mean, I'm going to do the full – you know, I'll, I'll probably I don't know about Emerald in the, in the spring, but but definitely San Diego next summer and 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 then, awesome. you know, from then on. And I, I think it'll be it'll be different. I think they're probably going to always ask for COVID tests or or they're going to ask for your card. I don't I don't know how the hell that's going to work. Yeah, yeah, I'm not but, sure. You know, it, it, we're going to just have to adapt. But yep. I think people want to go back to cons. I know I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do too. Yeah, I didn't. I knew someone that went to uh, New York Comic Con this year, and I think they had to show proof of vaccination or something yeah. to 
to get in. That's New York City guidelines. I think a lot of it, in all frankness, I think, you know, because San Diego's doing one this month and and Chicago, we're doing one here at C2E2 in December. I think a lot of those companies like Reed and and the, the professional trade companies, they just couldn't go two years without doing a show. No, yeah, for sure. So they're, they're just plugging these in now just to, to get off the schneid, so to speak, yep. and say, yeah, we had a show in 21 to set themselves up for next year because otherwise it would have been two entire years of no, of no trade shows for them. Yeah, so yeah, I don't tough. think that's they tough. expected the world to show up. Right, because I think the fans were there, but there were no exhibitors, at least big right. exhibitors to speak. Right, about. right, right. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of people missing for sure. I did. Yeah, yeah. it kind of harkens back to cons when we started doing them, where they were like right. in a church basement. It was just yeah, like, guys with long boxes and yeah. and you know back issues of Eternals and yeah, you know, the box. I'm just there. I'm like I miss Artist Alley where you can't even move. That's what I miss. You know, it'll like, be back. Yeah, I I'm I'm I have all the confidence I mean. in the world it'll be back. Yep. Awesome. Well, Sal, man, thanks, thanks for all your time. Guys, I appreciate it. I'm sorry and... if I if I if I offended no, anybody. No, I. Not. <laughs> they they're already they already funded your book, so you know it's that's yeah. All you know yeah. it's, it's you gotta, you I'm, I'm grateful. I don't yeah. take I don't take any of that stuff for granted, man. Getting stuff yeah. funded and getting people to to give you a shout when you're when you're a comic person, any comic person, much less an indie comic person, mm-hmm. uh, is tough. So yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm they, very appreciative, and if anybody, and I'm like, I'm like the two dollar whore at the naval base. I'm everywhere. So if you go on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, you know, Sal Abinanti, I'm there, and and uh, you could you could take a look at all the stuff before you decide, or if you decide, or okay, or, you know, or even awesome. if you want to hear the the Bisley story again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think people are gonna want, people, no, no, people are gonna want to hear that one again. That was pretty yeah. good. I'm, ex- I'm I'm actually happy we got to hear that one. That was pretty fucking yeah, crazy. I know. Um, so everybody, yeah. I'll have those the links to the Kickstarter down below. So make sure to check the show notes so that you can check out that. Uh, yeah, and and again, I answer all the comments. So anybody who goes on who has a question about it, who has a question about any of the of the stuff, that's I don't have like you know people that do that stuff. That's right. me. It's just you. I it's answer you. the comments and I, and I okay. found that you get, you get some great feedback with the comments. The comments are always about stuff that, you know, if people think you're trying to, I think shipping became a big thing where a lot of people were, were kind of padding their shipping to make more money. That's not the case with us. The problem with us is the shipping's a little high because the book is heavy. We, we ship in a large box wrapped in a lot of bubble wrap. We throw a lot of extra stuff in there. And mm-hmm. I don't like to use the post office as much as you you use it somewhat, but I don't like it when they just throw a box on a porch and leave it. So that's why right. we use the post office and we use UPS and it's mm-hmm. a big box. It's heavy and it's well packed. Yep. Some of these are going overseas and then there's nothing worse than, hey, I got my book and it got ran over by a truck. And you're like, right. oh, shit, because they just threw it in a sleeve and then they sent it off to you. Right, right. That's and the worst. So uh, we're not, trust me, uh, what am I going to do, pad shipping? I mean, that's that's <laughs> that's like the shit you see on eBay when a guy's trying to sell you a toaster or something. It's like, no. Yeah. I'm yeah. not doing it. You know? And, and yeah. then the guy's like, well, it's too expensive. You're sending it to Peru. And I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. How much does it cost to go to Peru? I mean, it's it's hard to ship a book to Peru. You know? Right. Yeah. You know, that's what sucks about a hardcover. Hardcovers, um, you know, if you, you by the time you ship this, 
sometimes the shipping costs more than what the book actually costs because mm-hmm. of the weight of it. You know, they everything's based on weight nowadays. And we've gotten so spoiled in this country where Amazon, my God, you get it the next day. You know, you, mm-hmm. you could order a mail order bride from, you know, from the Philippines and she shows up on, you know, by 12 o'clock on Friday. <laughs> That's amazing. Going, where's my MTV? That's amazing. (laughs) That is amazing. We get it like that. People are spoiled. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're spoiled a little bit. We got it pretty damn good. Yeah. We got to get that triple at Wendy's, guys, next time I see I know. No, we're going. We're doing it. You're like the two guys I know that know what that is. I don't know anybody that knows what a triple is. I swear. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing that we know. It's because I worked there and I used to sell them. (laughs) What was the worst thing about Wendy's? Just like the worst thing. The worst? eh, I mean, it wasn't that bad, to be honest. Yeah. I was 15, 16. I think I quit when I was 18. Yeah. there's, in terms of other jobs I had in my life, drive, drive through in job. those days or no drive through in those days? Oh, yeah, drive through. Yeah. Drive through. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I've had way worse jobs. <laughs> yeah. When I hear people complain about fast food, I'm just like, yeah, you should try some other jobs because I've had, I've had to carry fucking it's, shingles it's up good. onto a roof. Like, it's, yeah. it's pretty oh, easy. Yeah. No, no. I, I mean, yeah. and it's good. You got to have those jobs because yeah. it, it gives you perspective, it creates clarity in your life. Where when people bitch, I'm like, guys, you have you ever had a real job? Like, like right. job, job. You know, right. like you said roofing and landscaping, planting holes for trees all oh, day. Oh God, you know, like landscaping! Like I hate landscaping. Landscaping. I, I mean, and and then if you work with a Mexican crew, Mexicans do more before twelve o'clock than most people do, like all day. Mm-hmm. They put you uh, on a Mexican a crew with a bunch of guys that came from Mexico. Those guys kill you, man. They work right. their asses off. They work really hard. Yeah. Oh my God! And I'm like, guys, we're getting paid by the hour. Take it easy. You know, slow down. <laughs> and they're like, they just want to get done. Yeah. So whenever I see guys complaining about Mexicans, I go, guys, you've never worked on a crew with a bunch of Mexican guys. Those guys work their asses off. You know? mm-hmm. uh, and when yep. have you ever seen a Mexican guy on a corner asking for money? You know, yep. with a cup. Right. Uh, never. Right. Those guys come here and they work their asses off. So mm-hmm. when I would get on a truck in the morning, I'd look and I saw the Mexican guys and the other, I'm like, I'm going with the other guys. Cause the Mexican guys like are not afraid. If it's 150, they laugh. You yeah. Know? yeah. You, got, you got to listen to their Freddie <laughs> Fender tape, you know, in the car mm-hmm. or Selena, you know, you got to put up with that. But work wise, you get your ass kicked when you work with those guys. That's amazing. They're my favorite people to talk to on a work site too. Cause they are ruthless. Mm. Yeah, I'll just be like, "Oh, what a fucking pussy!" Like, shut yes. up. Yes, like, <laughs> and then you learn a lot of good swear words. You learn yeah. a lot of good yeah. Mexican swear words. You know, I, I mean, like stuff. All and you ask what the translation is, and it's always a layered translation of perversion. It's mm-hmm. never just they call somebody something. They call somebody something related to their god and their relatives, and because their mother was no good. And you go, really? All that went into that swear word? And they're like, "Yeah, that's what that means." I'm like, mm-hmm. "Shit." I thought it just meant, you know, asshole or something. <laughs> awesome. Well, Sal, thanks so much for being on again, man. Uh, we'll yeah. have to do it again soon. Thanks, guys. I really yeah. appreciate it.